Hi, this is Gerald Salenti. It's Friday, September 11th, 2020. And here are some of today's trends in the news. Huh. The September 11th, 9-11, 2020. 19 years ago, the war on terror began when the World Trade Centers came down. Hey, remember that other plane that hit the uh, Pentagon over there and the one over there in Pennsylvania? Oh, what are you talking about, Salenti? Here's today's New York Times, the toilet paper of record. Yeah, look inside. Front page, disastrous wave of climate events slams California. When Trump talks race, photo ops come first. Stark warning about hacking of both parties. The Russian military intelligence. You know what they're doing, selling more of their... Bullshit. And GOP aid plan fails, diminishing hopes of relief before election. Citigroup names first female chief. Page after page after page. Go right through it. Nothing, 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 nothing more than hardly anything here to use. Here, this is the national. Check this one out. Oh, that's a great page. They've got fierce moves at your dinner. Drag performers in San Francisco are dusting off their wigs and heels to deliver meals and lift the gloom. This is what they call the toilet paper, uh, the paper of record. Yeah. Empty. Empty. And then the fires. Look what they do here. Look at this big stupid picture. Means nothing. You know what it means? It means that they don't have reporters and they're filling up the pages with pictures. 9-11, our lives changed totally. I remember when it was fun to fly before they felt you up. Hey, get that old lady over there in a wheelchair. You don't know what she has under that, uh, you know, one of her legs are only over there. She lost the other one, but she may be hiding something there. Or little kids there frisking. Or spying on us. And then the Afghan war starts in October. Who cares? It's only a trillions and trillions of dollars spent and our freedoms lost. First the war on terror, and now they've launched the COVID war that's killing us in so many different ways. Voila. Okay, on to the markets. NASDAQ Composite fell in another volatile session on Friday as the continuing tech sell-off drove the benchmark to its worst week in months. Woo! There's going to be a correction. It may go back into bear territory. We're forecasting a very volatile September and November. The big crash could happen even before the elections. The NASDAQ closed 0.6% lower. It was down 1.7%. The Dow, you know, it was up a little bit, 131 points. Over there in Asia, Europe, everything's basically flat to mixed. So, what's going on? You know what's going on. It's artificially propped up. 
And now reality is starting to set in, and it's going to get worse as the cold weather sets in. South Africa's economy shrinks 51% in lockdown. Yeah, the lockdown. The place was going down before this. We're writing about it weekly, the riots going on in South Africa in 2019. And they use the, this as another excuse to lock down everything. Down over 50%. Do you realize how bad this is going to be globally? The implications of these lockdowns by these lunatics? Worried Europe restores curbs as cases surge. Oh, they're worried there. The UK placed new limits on social gathering to stem the spread of the coronavirus, becoming the latest country in Europe to reimpose restrictions on daily life amid a surge in cases. And then they have down here, Wall Street Journal, newly detected cases appear overwhelmingly mild. You got it? One tiny line, and all they do is talk about the cases, the cases, the case. Hey, did you ever get sick before? You ever get the flu? You ever get what you never knew you got and you're in bed for two weeks? You can't swallow? Mild. But they lock down everything. Euro's rally spells trouble for companies on continent. And they're saying that, you know, the euro's going up and it's going to be harder to export product because it becomes more expensive. Well, there's a good piece in here. And we'll be writing more about it in the Trends Journal. Companies with more than $250 million in earnings typically deal in 40 currencies with more than 200 cross-currencies. And this is according to Criba Financial Software. So, yes, it hurts you, but no, it's a bigger issue than that. And that the euro is going up against the dollar when it's in negative interest rates is just nothing more than central bank bullshit. Euro surge puts ECB in quagmire. Yep, keeps going on and on. Write about more in detail in your Trends Journal. Be out on Tuesday. Airlines fight for passengers at all costs, with demand stuck at roughly one-third of pre-panic levels, the industry faces a lean post-Labor Day. Again, I said it's going to get worse. It was the travel season, and the travel didn't happen. And now, with the cold weather coming in a lot of the world, travel goes down even more. Big hit. Big hit. United Airlines Chief Executive Scott Kirby said he doesn't expect demand to reach 50% of pre-pandemic levels until a vaccine. Oh, a rather treatment. A, a vaccine. A rather treatment. Yeah. You're gearing everybody up to get vaccinated. You want to fly? Let me show you see your papers that you got vaccinated. Default costs Starwood seven malls. Real estate investor Starwood Capital Group 
has lost control of seven malls after recent debt default, blah, 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 blah. What do we got here? American Eagle, clothing retailer post quarterly loss. Yep. Well, he only posted a $13.75 million loss. Discount retail at 21 to liquidate in bankruptcy. Century 21 department stores said Thursday that it's closing 13, all 13 of its stores. As London offices flicker to life, small shops may be out of time. All the details, the data on how few people are going back to work. And then you think of all the retail, all the transportation, all the things affected by people not going back to work. The numbers are here. National Rail was only a third of last year's volume in the last week. And London Underground, only a third of its volume over the last year. More Broadway stores to go dark. Yep. More than 300 storefronts along Broadway are vacant. A 78% increase from three years ago. No one was talking about this when they were doing this back in late February and March. No one was talking about the implications. We were. And that's why you subscribe to the Trends Journal. And again, there's no other magazine in the world like it. And the implications? Pandemic worsens nation's opiate crisis. The implications of this are going to be so far and wide, the whole world has changed in a blink of an eye, a cosmic blink of an eye. Ghostly offices haunt New York as rebound lags. Fewer than 10% of New York office workers have returned as of last month. $3 billion New York Tower to open amid tall challenges. <laughs> After two decades of assembling a site and four years of construction, SL Green Realty Corp is preparing to cut the ribbon next week on one Vanderbilt, the $3 billion office tower soaring above New York. Office leasing activity in Manhattan has nosedived. Stock investors stay bearish on apartment landlords. The FTSC Narrit Equity Apartments Index, which tracks stocks of publicly traded apartment landlords, is down more than 20% to date, year to date. U.S. banks show mounting concern over real estate lending. You got it? The market's a total fraud. Again, read Gregory Manorino's work. And also, I'm telling you what's going on, man. You see the opiate, people losing their jobs. And you know what I say, when people lose everything and have nothing left to lose, you're going to want to read Bradley Steiner, one of America's top self-defense experts, close combat cat, and survivalism. You want to read what he has there. When you get attacked and you got a knife and what to do without a knife, with a knife, go for the eyes, on and on. Not for everybody. Not for the people that say, oh, don't lose your temper. 
Just bend over when they try to rob you, rape you, do anything else. All right, that's in your Trends Journal. We're going in a different direction here in a lot of ways. We're preparing for the worst. And if you prepare for the worst and the worst doesn't happen, you don't lose anything. If you prepare for the worst and the worst happens, game over. Amtrak chief, warning of more cuts, pleads for $5 billion in emergency aid. And by the way, now in New York, if you don't wear a mask and you're on the subway, $50 fine. And what do we got here? New York City has been reluctant to call workers back to the office. Only 8% had returned as of mid-August. This is a different number. A 20% drop from projections in May. Only 26% of employees questioned said they expect to be back behind their old desks by the end of the year. And only 54% by July 2021. Do you realize the implications of this? The businesses that are going to, most of the restaurants around in New York City, they're, they're privately owned, not big chains. Restaurants get a lifeline but remain in dire straits. Restaurants in New York City initially are going to be limited to 25% capacity indoors, and employees must check customers' temperatures at the door and collect their information for contact tracing, thanks to the little dictator Andy Cuomo. I won't go and get, give you my contact information to get tested. Oh, this is going to be great for business. Oh, and at only 25% capacity. And he made it clear he's in charge. I'll tell you what to do, he said, when de Blasio, the other jerk, even wanted to make it worse. Mr. Cuomo said restaurants may be allowed to increase capacity to 50% by November if he decides to. When a man in an Irish pub has a timer on his table, that's the name of the story. Pubs to serve food in Ireland are allowed to open since the end of June, but new restrictions require the customers have, quote, a substantial meal costing at least nine euros or about $10.60 if they also purchase alcohol. The rules also require patrons to leave within an hour and 45 minutes, hence the timer. Could you believe this crap? They're making it up. These imbeciles are making up the crap. Like I said, they're the same people that had his kids hiding on the desk in case an atom bomb went off. That was going to make any difference. All right. Now, to show you how bad it's going to get, CDC, people with COVID-19, twice as likely to have eaten out at restaurants. That's it. Keep spreading the fear. And then you read this thing. What a bunch. It's imbecilic. Bullshit. Researchers found that the study participants who tested positive for COVID-19 were, quote, approximately twice as likely to have, have reported dining at a restaurant <laughs> than were those with negative SARS-CoV-2 tests. Those who tested positive without 
known close contact to someone with COVID-19, were even more likely to have reported visiting a bar or coffee shop in the previous 14 days. Reports of the exposure, this quote, in restaurants have been linked to air circulation, direction ventilation, and intensity of airflow, which might have affected virus transmission even if social distancing measures and masks are used to implement according to current guidance, end quote, quote, masks cannot be effectively worn <laughs> while eating and drinking, whereas shopping and numerous other indoor activities do not pre <laughs> preclude mask use. Masks cannot be effectively worn when eating and drinking. Duh, really? I didn't know that. And then they go on to say, one of the limitations of the study is that participants did not specify between whether they ate or drank inside or outside. And these are the morons that have you sitting down. It's okay to not wear a mask when you're inside or outside when you're eating or drinking, but when you stand up, you got to put the mask on because, hey, the virus stops at table length. Europe's trade show limps back. The trade shows, the conventions, they're gone. All the people that are out of business, all the hotels, all the travel, all the entertainers, all the businesses, all the craftspeople. This is unprecedented in world history. It's not limping back, it's not coming back. South Korea prepares for long-term remote learning. I'm mentioning this for two reasons. One, the whole new world of remote learning. And again, it has its negatives and its positives. And on the negative, you don't get to be around anybody anymore. You're locked at home, staring at a screen. The positive is the system that we have now is antiquated. As I've said many, many times, it was brought to you by the, German, the Prussians at the beginning of the industrial age to teach you how to read, write, do some math, and follow orders. But South Korea, right? South Korea has a population of 51,277,000 people. Three hundred and fifty people have died so far. March, April, May, June, July, August, September. You know what the percentage is? Zero point zero zero six five percent. And they lock down a place. Well, you can't go to school anymore. They're making this crap up. And talking about school. You know, look at this, face mask, temperature checks, ring in the school year. How sad it is. And you look at this freak, this woman. She's got a shield on, a mask on, and she's giving a kid this big to check the temperature. And the kids aren't transmitting. The, the, the facts are all there. And again, they're in your trends journal. Again, do what you can to get everybody you know that has a heart, a soul, wants to live in liberty, love, joy, and beauty to subscribe to the Trends Journal. We're doing our best to change the direction. And we're getting, making progress. The more people we have, the more we could do. Again, I had a rally here for 250 people on July 4th. And I died. And everybody else did too. Nobody got sick. And boy, did I get a lot of crap for it. 
And on the international scene, Israeli airstrikes target major Syrian city in Aleppo. This goes on. It's not even news, and it's going to continue to escalate. Protests turned deadly in Colombian capital. The police yeah, kept stun gunning this guy because he was drinking. And he wasn't drinking in the wrong place. But I'm mentioning this because Colombia, they have 22,000 dead, about the same population over there as Korea, South Korea, about 50 million people. 22,000 dead. 22,000 dead out of 50 million. And they loved dictator Cuomo with 33,000 dead in New York State, and you only got 19.5 million people. But anyway, I'm bringing this up about Colombia because this is one of the countries where riots, protests, and, and demonstrations were going on in 2019 before they locked things down in 2020. Remember, it was one of our top trends for 2020, the new world disorder. And as these economies go down big time, violence is going to go up big time. And on to the presidential reality show. Hundreds of cases of double voting under investigation in Georgia election. Georgia's Secretary of State announced that investigations were underway in 100 of the state's 159 counties after discovery of a thousand instances of double voting. I believe in blockchain voting. The systems we have are as antiquated as our school system. Waiting online to go vote with machines that have been rigged, voting on mail, which is a bunch of bullshit. And if you could transfer trillions of dollars in a snap of a finger or a blink of an eye with blockchain technology, it's blocked. It's blocked. You can't get into it. You can't hack it. You could have online voting. And the algorithms will be open up to everyone to watch. That is the future. But they're not doing it. And finally, Trump assails generals as weak, new book says, this guy Woodward. And you read the quotes here. Huh. And in the discussion with Mr. Woodward, Mr. Trump called United States military suckers for paying extensive costs to protect South Korea. We're defending you. We're allowing you to exist, Mr. Trump said of North Korea, telling them that they should pay more. And this stunned Mr. Woodward. Hey, why do I got to pay to protect the South Koreans? That's a very rich country. Oh, you know they're doing the online learning? Do you know that their technology, their, their infrastructure for the Internet is among the best in the world? He's 100% right. And calling out guys like that loser Mathis? The guy that loves war, and you read his quotes, what a sicko he is? When Mr. Mathis quit after Mr. Trump wanted to withdraw troops fighting the Islamic State. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, Mathis, it's 9-11. No one's talking about the uh, Islamic State. Now we got the COVID war to fight. He is right. All you guys are losers. By the deeds you shall know them, and you haven't won one war since World War II, and you killed millions of people and stole trillions of our dollars to do it and destroyed entire nations. Got it? And I launched Occupy Peace.
And I'm a warrior for the Prince of Peace. Not a Mathis boy. And what does Trump say here? In a 2007 meeting, Mr. Woodward quoted Mr. Trump as telling Mr. Navarro that my fucking generals are a bunch of pussies. Hey, wait a minute. Wasn't Trump talking about pussy before? What did he say? And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. <laughs> Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. Uh, didn't he say something about, uh, as a celebrity, you could grab him by the pussy? That was, didn't Oh, different pussies, I guess, huh? Yeah. Anyway. By the way, that quote didn't hurt Trump's election as president and beating Hillary Clinton. So the other quotes that he's saying like this, they're not going to hurt him either. This man, this, this election right now is going to be two issues. It's going to change. Mask or no mask? That is the question. Who will win? This is Gerald Salenti, and that's some of today's Trends in the News. The COVID-19 war has changed the world, but who's prepared? What's next? It's in your Trends Journal. Trends Journal subscribers are prepared. Subscribe to the Trends Journal. Read history before it happens from the world leader in trend forecasting.